Good evening. Welcome to the 12 Man Podcast. Um, one of the very few we've got left of this season, unfortunately. But um, uh, it's quite a decent one tonight. So, you know, um, thank you for, for listening in. Uh, you've got me, Steve Jackson, I'm in the main chair. Uh, you've got John Donovan with me, um, my co host, I suppose, now. Evening, JD. Oh, I've been promoted to co host, have I? <laughs> thank you. Um, evening, you okay? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take the title off you if you don't want it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing good, we're doing good. Um, we've got uh, John Cutler with us. Evening, John. Evening, guys. He's my second co-host. Why do you all know? <laughs> um, we've got uh, Jacob Jervis. He's, um, he's becoming a, 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 a stay now in the uh, the podcast team. Evening, Jacob. Evening, all right. Yeah, we're doing good, we're doing good. And very delighted, very privileged to say um, a part of the uh, Bruce Shirt Museum clan. We've got Mark joining us. Evening, Mark. Evening, gents. You okay? Doing good. We're doing good. Yeah, good thank um, Max you. with us. He's going to talk to us about the uh, the, the big exhibition he's got this um, this coming weekend. Over there prior to, before, and after the game against Stoke. Um, I'll uh, we'll, we'll say what it's going to be as we go on, but it's going to be a cracker. I'm looking forward to seeing it. So, um, before we start, are we all okay? Are we all good? Yeah, all good. Thank you. All good. Spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Right, so we'll start with um, we'll start with Swansea. Uh, JD, one of the, felt like one of the longest days of my life. Um, again, uh, second weekend in a row, we've we've made a long, long trip, but um, it was a pretty decent trip, wasn't it? Um, decent trip, decent pub. Um, big thanks to our friends in South Wales, obviously for accommodating us, and um, and the game wasn't bad out. To be fair, it was it was a decent day all round. It was a good day all round, yeah. Yeah, like you say, we've been to the pub um, with the lads who I know, uh, been there for a few years now. Um, yeah, long journey, but, um, you know, you, you chat on the way down, you listen to some good music, um, you'd some passes. Um, and the game itself, yeah, it sort of uh, sparked into life. Second half, first half wasn't uh, anything special, but it sparked into life second half and... Um, yeah, it was a, it was a good game. Like um, you know, looking back on it, it it was a good game to watch. It just I'm 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 a little bit uh, disappointed with the scoreline. I, I thought we could have uh, come away with all three, um, which would have which would have helped our league position uh, uh, no end. But yeah, good day, good day all round. It was. I mean, helps with two good drivers, doesn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, it was really really good drivers. It does, yeah. I mean, um, you know, we had our two, two regular drivers back with us and, and they looked after us superbly. So fair play to Delta, Delta coaches, yeah. Yeah, Danny and, Danny and Jay were doing testing. was really good with us, you know. There was no scrapping, there was no laughing, it was great. It was a, it was a decent day out. So, um, no, um, they, they were a credit, they were really good with us. Um, Jacob, enjoy yourself Saturday? Yeah, it was good, yeah. Good game. Um, and to be fair, I'd actually prefer the longer trips, I think, um, than the short ones. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, I must admit, Jacob, you, you've um, you've taken on the role of DJ now with our Spotify playlist and you're doing a cracking job. Um, I hope you know I hope you know there's no pay, it's just uh, for prestige. Yeah, that's all right. I'll keep <laughs> doing it, it's fine. I'm a bit disappointed then when you told me there was no pay. Um, <laughs> oh, the um, the bus was bouncing the way home. Seeing me, only, only got a point. It was a, it was it was a, it was a lively bus on the way home. Um, 
Right. Well, the first, the, the, the our goal, the first goal, um, came came from a, a their keeper's mistake. I mean, they had a strange uh, routine where the the, the defender come the defender comes short, played it back to the keeper who was going out of the box with it. It was the first time I'd seen sort of that sort of setup, um, and we just we just pressed him and, and, and forced him into making an error. Uh, and, and the ball felt to Riley McGree, and I thought he was going to hit it first time and try and lob the keeper. But he um, he was closed down and he rounded he rounded one of their defenders and he, he smashed it uh, in off the bar. Fantastic start for the second half. Um, you know, <laughs> and it, it, was, it was funny seeing all the people <laughs> run up the stairs from the concourse, once they heard the cheer, they, they all sort of run up those hundreds of them uh, celebrating right at the front. They hadn't seen the goal, a bit like used to, they hadn't seen the goal, but they, they heard the cheer and, and, and they ran up to join in the celebrations. Uh, and we were still celebrating when we should have made it too. Um, Tav, uh, Tav, Tav fashioned a, a fantastic opportunity for himself and he, he, had, he had the opportunity to, to put it away or... Um, just played square to a couple of our players who were, were waiting for a, a fairly simple tapping. However, he, he took it himself and, and he hit the keeper. So frustrating because that would have not put the game to bed, but it would have made us far more comfortable, a bit, bit of breathing space. But what compounded it was within half a minute, the scoreline was 1-1. Um, after tapping the keeper... Um, one of their defenders picked it up, knocked it through the, the passenger play, went to the forward over Femi, who, who sidestepped um, the, the defender and, and gave Daniels no chance. And it was 1-1, you know, for, from 30 seconds from it, it could have been 2-2. It was 1-1. Um, so, so frustrating. Um, but then fair play, we, we, had, we created loads of chances second half to win the game. Um, Connolly right at the death, uh, Dyke Steele sort of dancing through midfield and their defence, uh, uh, and pro- probably having a nosebleed and didn't know what to do again. <laughs> he, he, um, he he fluffed it. Um, it seemed like he froze, out. didn't he? It seemed like he froze. As yeah. soon as he got past that last defender, he was like, oh shit, yeah. um, um, what, yeah. what do I do now? That, that's it. I think he was in uncharted territory and he, he he didn't know what to do, but again he had he had, he had options um to, to his to his right that he he could have used, but he didn't. Uh, and Spora um, was given a good chance, uh, but again he he uh, he found the keeper rather than putting it either side of him. So we had chances to win the game. Uh, ball was shot at the bar. Um, it, so one one uh, was okay, a decent scoreline, but it could have easily been. Three points uh, for the borough, and I was was really disappointed, you know, that um, that we didn't get them. Yeah, I was. Um, 
I felt like the whole, I mean, we were saying before we started, before we started today, the whole away end seemed to move closer and closer to the front when that ball passed the keeper, when Connolly hit it. It was just rolling and rolling. I thought, yeah. we're ready to go, ready to go. They hit the yeah. post. It was just wow. Exactly. On your toes, ready to jump up and, and yeah. scrape your shins on the seats in front. Just ready for that, but it just, it, it, it come it come back off the post and chance chance was cleared, you know, and it was... Again, you, you, and like you said just a few minutes ago, um, off air, you know, you said it was like Gisted all over again, you know. Um, Gisted's header, um, when the scoreline was nil nil a few years ago, uh, in the in in the Premier League, he should have put that away, and Connolly should have done the same. The only difference with that one was I wasn't climbing back in the away end after jumping over that little bar between the um. The crowds, um, that's the only difference. But yeah, it's like my body was telling me, you better get ready here because this is going to go off. It's going to go off big time, this. And uh, it was, yeah, it was it was disappointing when you got all three points, but it was um, it was one of the issues I had. I mean, for me, we should have brought Balogun on. I mean, I don't know how you felt about that. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting to see Balogun ahead of Conley, you know, but... Uh... But but it wasn't to be even even after he brought Connolly on, you know, we brought Piero on in injury time. I thought uh, I thought Balogun could have come on and maybe he's given the final ten or something, but yeah, wasn't to be. Wasn't I, to thought, be. I thought that change was a bit too late as well, bringing Piero on. I thought if you're going to bring him on, give him five ten minutes to to you know try and influence the game. But to be fair, I thought there was there was that chance right in the end. I thought he could get in, he could get in, but. We didn't quite, yeah, we did, yeah, it wasn't quite what it meant to be. But, uh, Jacob, what did you think of the uh, the match itself? Yeah, first half, it was sort of just like we had men behind the ball and it was sort of like what most teams have to do when they play Swansea because they have a lot of the ball, but they don't really, they don't hardly that much. It's more around the back. So we had to be careful um, for the over-the-top ball and um, through balls, etc. But we woke up second half pretty bright. I thought, to be fair, in my opinion, I thought Sparrow was quite bright, apart from obviously no goals again, which is the problem. And I think the big turning point was um, actually Tav's miss instead of Connolly's. Connolly's a big chance and he still should have scored. But if we go 2-0 up and hang on for another 10 minutes and then possibly slowly bring the defenders on, etc., another midfielder, and we um, tighten up the team, we win the game easily. Yeah, I mean, we should have won. We should have won that game. You're absolutely right. Um, John, did you did you catch the game on Saturday when you were home? I, I did. Yeah, <clears throat> like the lads said, there first half really it was uh, they had a lot of the ball. There wasn't that much in the game. Second half it felt like like a cup tie. They still had slim chances of making the playoffs, so they were going for it, and and we certainly were. It was an exciting second half for sure. Um, some of them chances though, we've we've moaned in the last couple of weeks that. We're not getting that much, but how we missed some of them chances on Saturday, it's, it's criminal, really. Yeah, there was a, there was a few. I mean, obviously, we're saying about Tav's chance to make it 2 0. Um, obviously, it was Connolly's, there was Sporaz, which I thought he should have brought close to the net. I thought he left himself a bit too much space between himself and the keeper. Uh, bowler hitting the bar as soon as he lifted his right foot, I thought, Jesus, that's it. Um, but uh, it, it pinged the bar. Um, there was, I think, Tav blocked on the line as well when it was squared across. Um, great chance, I think, from Carl Norton, who I thought had a really good game for them, to be fair. 
just saw a chance and I thought, if we just finish one of these, we'll beat these. Because um, they were that open at the back because they like to play football as much as we do. Um, they, they left themselves open to a counter-attack every, I'd say every two minutes because that's, that's, that's how close we, we got. And it was just disappointing that we didn't, we didn't finish one of them chances. But, um, yeah, I mean, were you just about ready to jump everywhere when um, when Conley dragged that shot towards the post? To be fair, I've watched it back a few times and I'm not even sure where he gets the last touch on it. I don't know if it's the defender who gets so I don't even think he's quick enough to get the shot off. I don't know if you lads have seen it back. But to me, it looked like the defender got there before him, which should never have happened. It should have been in the back of the net. And it all boils down to confidence. He had probably had too much time to think about it. And let's hope it doesn't cost us, lads. You know what I mean? I, I said last week, a point is not a bad result. I still think we've got a chance of doing it, but it's all down to confidence. He should have buried it. There's no two ways about it. No, you're absolutely right. Um, we should have won that game for me. I, I know that... In the balance of the whole 90 minutes, you say, yeah, point's probably about right. But for me, the amount of chances we missed, I know they had a couple of chances where Daniel's made some good saves. There was one save he made in the second half, which I thought was exceptional. Uh, I think it was a save to his right-hand side. He got his hand down to, I thought it was an exceptional save. But apart from that, we were all quite routine. I thought he didn't really stretch himself and he was quite demanding in the box again. And... um, even even the punches he made, even when he thought I can't catch it, the punches were spot on. So I didn't have any problems with the keeper. But um, Mark, I'll come to you. Um, the uh, what did you make of the game on Saturday? Well, I was away. I was at the family holiday at the weekend, so I didn't follow the game at all. And I only found out the result at the uh, after the game. And the only chance I've seen is the Connolly post. So um, looking at the score. I think it's a fantastic result. Seems though Swansea are in good form, we're in poor form, all the way in Wales. However, at this stage of the season, it's something we need to win if we're going to make them playoffs. I, I did when when we discussed um I think the last podcast around just after the Blackburn game, and um, we just we beaten off them, but we were flying. I didn't want to put a damper on it then, but I just thought we're not I don't think we're enough to go up. And I think we found I think it, I think that's what we found now. However, I do think we'll still make the playoffs. I'm looking at the league table now. I, I think we'll win the next three games. I really do. And I think I'm looking at Sheffield United games now. They've got QPR Friday. They could take points off Sheffield United. And they've got Fulham last game of the season. I, I think we'll make the playoffs. I think we'll get that sixth spot. Yeah, I do. I, I, I do. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more hopeful. I was disappointed to, to, to see the results on, on Saturday. You know that Sheffield United won, but uh, coming home and, and looking at the, the fixtures, just like you you said there, Mark, I thought, do you know what? We, we, yeah, we've got two home games, and it could go at the last game at Preston. They've got nothing to play for. We've got five seven five thousand seven hundred fans roaring us on. It could go down at the last game, you know. So so yeah, I think we can still do it. That's all we ask for, isn't it? I mean. If we don't make it, we don't make it. And we all know why we won't make it. And it's not... I know those people say, well, it's because it's a keeper and we, we you know, we made a change too late. But for me, it's, it's the amount of goals we score. We don't score enough goals. And that's what it's going to come down to. Um, but as it, two home wins coming up. We get them two home wins. You're, you're laughing. We're, we, we're in a situation where we want it to be. Give us a chance on our final day and anything could happen. We've seen stranger things happen on the final day. I mean, you know, 
Look, look at where I think it was about six, seven, eight years ago, Brighton got into the playoffs final day, went to Forest won. Um, they say that that, that cost it cost Reading a spot on the final day. So, you know what I mean? It can be done. Uh, Derby have fluffed it six years in a row. Um, I've got to mention it last week. Um, unlucky. You, Robin Getz, enjoy League One. I heard Forest Green's lovely this time of year. So, there you go. I forgot that last week. I'm going to get that in now. Um, big data say as well. Um, so, but you know, the teams... Teams have done it final day of the season, going to the playoffs, and we could be one of them. So, um, fingers crossed, we can do that. But I'll quickly go to man of the matches. JD, I'll start with you. Who was your man of the match on Saturday? Because there was a few candidates for me. Yeah, yeah, there was. But um, I, I had to think about it. And um, I'm going to give it to Daniels. Um, I, I give it to him at Bournemouth. I'm going to give it to him again. Um, I, I just think that uh, he didn't have a chance with the goal. Um, but everything else, he done, he done well. So... I, I, a good shout out to McGree. I thought McGree played well, um, but but my man of the match was um, was Daniels. People think you've got something going with Daniels. That's two games in a row now. Um, what can I say? <laughs> Jacob, your man of the match. Uh, Dag Steele. Going to give it to him. Thought he stepped out with the ball really well. Got us up the pitch again. Made some. If you look at um, if Bam, if anyone got past Bamba or. Um, McNair, he always seemed to be the one clearing up for us on Saturday, actually. So I think he, he helped us defensively and also getting up the pitch as usual. So I give it to him. Yeah, I said it was just going in the only time he stepped up too early was obviously the goal because he stepped in the tackle before um, before the two defenders. So it was just, yeah, I, I'd go with that as well. Um, John, who was your man on the match Saturday? I like to see players who can create, and for me, like a big distance, the best player on that park was Riley McGree. I thought he was absolutely outstanding on, on Saturday. Well, you've been screaming for him, I suppose. You've been saying for weeks to get him in the team. Listen, a couple of times when he started, a few people have whinged about him giving the ball away. Well, he's given the ball away because he's trying to be creative in the last stage of the pitch, which our fans have been moaning that we're not creative enough. Exactly. No, no, Saturday was superb, but at least he's trying it. No, you're absolutely right. Um, that, that's, that's, that's what I look for a forward-thinking player. I'd rather you try and put that ball through that gap than than make a safe pass sideways because sideways football is just it's just pointless for me. And it's not I'm not a fan of it. Um, my man, the match was uh, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna go with you, JD. I thought it was I thought it was Daniels. I thought he was probably his best performance in the Borussia this season. He's had a few, but um, yeah, I thought he was superb on 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 Saturday. He made some good saves. I say I saved the second half as a puke. Right hand, it's a uh, closed, I think it was Obafemi there up front, uh, closed him down quick, got the save in. Um, yeah, good keeper, good, um, good solid performance, can't complain much about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, one word answer. Um, no, I'll leave, actually, I'll leave that question till the end. Um, I'll leave that question till the end. Um, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about um, before. I mean, we'll talk. We'll quickly talk about Wednesday because I want to. Um, I want to get a quick prediction from you all about Wednesday because um, it's it's there's no point previewing it because we all know what we need. There's no ifs or buts. We don't win Wednesday night. That's it. It's over. It's done. So I'm going to come along the lines. Um, I'm going to ask you two questions. Would you make any changes? And what's your score going to be? I'm going to start with you, JD, because you're smiling at me. Yeah, 
because I'm going to say if we get beat, it's not over. <laughs> it's not. It's, there's, still a there's still a mathematical possibility, you know, because um, Blackburn and we can still overhaul Blackburn and Sheffield. So anyway, um, I think we'll win 3-0. Uh, I know you're going to Laugh at, laugh at me and probably say where are we getting three goals from I just think we win three nil and the change I would say I would um, I would I would start with Balogun uh, up front in place of um, Watmore so Balogun and Spora and then you know we can bring Watmore on to, to wreak havoc at 55-60 minutes and, and see what that goes well, yeah three nil and one change Having two changes, you start Colbert and Yeah, no, I said he'll start Balogun instead of um, what more? What more? So that's so one start change. Colbert. Yes, Colbert started. Just get me around it. Steve, Steve, you were at the game. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I missed both the goals, so I don't count. Um, I saw one change, three nil. Jacob. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have the same team apart from, and I'd have Spora and Balogun up front. Yeah. And I think we'll win 2-1. And we'll go 1-0 down, everyone will be angry and we'll score two right at the end. Everyone will go angry. Yeah, I won't go angry, I'll be ripping my chair off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Um, John, come to you. Is Dale Fryfe? Not yet. Looks, looks like, well, it... The, the, the hopeful that he will be. Right, well, Fry comes in for me, for Bamba, and I'd start Balogun instead of Corbyn, and we will win 3-1. Lovely. That'll do me. Mark, I'll come to you. Yeah, look at the form now. Um, they've kind of lost the last three. I know, I think we've stopped the rot on Saturday. Um, I think a comfortable 2-0 win for the Borough, and I agree with everyone else. I'd start Balogun, and it gives us that bit of pace. Spot on. That'll do me. Um... I'll go with everybody. Well, what you've all said, I'll echo what you've all said. And I'll bring Balogun in. He'll play up front with someone because I know someone else played up front on Saturday. I just don't know who. Um, and I'm going to go 4 0. And it'll be an early goal and we'll absolutely dominate. They'll stop smiling at me. It's not funny. <laughs> it'll be an absolute dominant victory on, on Wednesday. I really do think we'll get into these because the war cries there. We know bus for me. So fingers crossed. We can uh, come out the Riverside nice and happy. But um, before the game started, there's um, there's an exhibition on at um, Exchange Square at uh, Base Camp in Middlesbrough. Um, that's why we've got Mark on. Mark, thank you so much for popping on and having a chat with us. Um, I know all about the exhibition that's going to be coming. I'm really excited about this one because um, for me, it's the most successful period in this club's history. Um, what's enjoyable as well. Um, talk to us about what's what's coming on Saturday. What have you got planned for the fans to come and see? Yeah, so it's the last um, Borussia Museum exhibition of the season. And we've saved the best to last. We're focusing on the uh, Steve McLaren era, which is undoubtedly the best era in Middlesbrough Football Club's history. So from the uh, 0102 season, McLaren come and the, um, we finished off on the high of the way for Cup in 05 or 06. So we've got match-worn shirts from the likes of Mendia, Edgininho, Southgate, Downing, Jimmy, Viduga, Massimo. I mean, them names there, unbelievable. You can't believe they've actually played for the club. Um, it's going to be 
packed with nostalgia. So we've got um, a mock-up UEFA Cup trophy there for a photo opportunity. We've got um, four metre by three metre um, pictures of the, the team. So it's going to be absolutely fantastic. It's going to be a spectacle. Also, sorry. Yeah, it's also got a projector on showing uh, the Carlin Cup win and all the uh, all the goals from the UEFA Cup final. But you can look away from the UEFA Cup final if you want. You don't have to watch that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's good. As I say, I don't, I don't, fan, I don't fancy watching the cup, the cup final goals. No, thank you. But I'll see, I'll see the rest. Of, obviously, there's a lot of. Obviously, you said there's a lot of things to look at. What's what's the most, I suppose, prestigious things you've got ready for the fans to to see? Because th- I've seen some of the previews that you've been putting out um, on social media, and there's some impressive um, pieces that are going out on display on Saturday. Yeah, so I mean, I've got just from the early McLaren era, I've got Stu- one of Stuart Downing's uh, first ever match on shirts. I don't know if you, you, you guys can remember it, it was against Ipswich Town away from home. Yeah. Um, so I've got that sh- number 34 you are. I've got the shirt from that game. Um, bit of a quiet period, so one or two, or two or three, when McLaren was finding his feet. And then he goes into 03 or 04, and we've got the, uh, the Carlin Cup. We've got Carlin Cup uh, match on shirts of Stewie Downing and Mendieta. Also got the Bolton shirt as well, so you can see the uh, you'll see the middle of the match one shirt against the Bolton match one shirt with the cup in the middle, and we can all and people can have photo opportunities with that. And it'll it'll look fantastic. Um, moving on from that, it then goes into the first European run, uh, ended at Lisbon, and then the big one after that. So we've got um, we've got a Seville shirt from the final. Um, we've got some match one shirts from other European teams, but the. the Best pieces on display. You've got Viduka's uh, match one shirt from the UF final. We've got Downing's. We've got uh, Jimmy's. So we've got some really, really good stuff to see. Wow, brilliant! And you're in a, you're in a different room because of the amount of stuff you've got on display. Is that right? What we did the last exhibition, I didn't. I wasn't. Me and Jamie weren't very happy with it. So this time we've gone for quality over quantity. We've only had, we've got about thirty mannequins. We've only had thirty shirts on display. Um, and we're also getting a 360 sort of video of, of the event. We put a lot of time, a lot of effort and uh, a lot of money in these events. And in two hours, it's over. So I want someone to remember it. So it's, it's like Google Maps. You, you can navigate through the streets and Google Maps, but it's a Google Maps inside a building. So we're going to get the whole thing um, photographed and you'll be able to sort of uh, look at the exhibition if, you, if you're not there. Yeah. Brilliant. That's handy for me, to be honest, Mark, because uh, yeah. I, I'm in hospitality on Saturday, uh, so I'm, go- I'm going to miss it. I've, I've made the others, but I, I'm missing this one, so at least that'll give me the opportunity to uh, to, to have a look around, because, like you say, the, 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 those those years, um, 2001 to six under McLaren, were were fantastic. I mean, the the, 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 the Cup win, the, the UEFA Cup nights uh, in Europe, at home, those dramatic 4-3 victories, the final itself, there's just lots and lots of things to discuss about his time here, isn't there? That's what we want. We want some people to look at the shirt and go, wow, remember, remember that game? Remember what we did in that? At the party after the, uh, after the Bucharest game, or the party after the Basel game, what did we do after the Carlin Cup game? So I want, mm-hmm. I want to start triggering people's memories and, and just get conversations going of, of what happened on that day. Because everyone's got their own personal experience of what they did at the final or what they did at the Carlin Cup final. 
fantastic mm. times. I said off air, I don't think they'll ever be repeated. But like you say, you never know. Look, look at Rangers and West Ham in the, in the semi-finals. Now, no reason we could, that couldn't be us. And I do think if we got any of them teams in, in the semi-final in the, in the final that, that year, we'd beat them. Unfortunately, we've got a Seville team, which are one of the best team, teams in Spain at the moment, at, at that moment. And um, they've done a number on us. But like you say, it wasn't a 4-0 game, was it? It was a, it was a tight game. Um, Paducah should have got a penalty. That would have certainly changed the game. Um, it wasn't a B. And they, when we were going for it second half, they just, they just put us to bed, didn't they? Yeah, you, you're right. There was a better team on the day, but 4-0 was, was not uh, a scoreline reflective of um, the majority of the game. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember McLaren's first season. Um, he lost the first four. Um, and I remember there was already early mumblings about about the fact that, uh, you know, what have we got here? His first job in management. He, he'd, he'd come from a, a fairly successful relationship with Alex Ferguson at Man United. Um, but he lost his first four here. Uh, and, and already... Uh, the uh, infant social media was was um, was having a right go at them, but then we we sort of steadied the ship. I think um, that season we lost our first four, lost the last four, and we lost four around Christmas, four in the bounce. So we had three spells of like four defeats on the bounce. Um, but go, I remember going into the last four games, we were ninth in the league, and there was a possibility that we could have snuck into top six or top seven. But like you say, we, we lost the last four. But it was an interesting first year. But like you say, he 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 come into his own in later years. Um, but everybody has has fantastic memories of uh, of his spell here. I think he's a strange one, McLaren. He's like, my mate, my mate. You, you like him or you, you hate him. He's um, our most successful manager. He took us to places where you never, ever thought Middlesbrough would be. But... He's still not liked by some some Middlesbrough fans, which I which I find it. It's, if you put all that aside, it, we were absolutely fantastic under him, I mean, and the players we got were, were unbelievable. So I can't understand the resentment towards McLaren at times. I think I think it's the way it, maybe maybe the the link to Leeds. He had, I think that um, didn't didn't go down too well with, with Borough fans. Like, but you got to put that aside. And I think he's he's a fantastic manager. Yeah, you was. And can I tell you a bit of an embarrassing moment? Um, it was after he left the Borough, uh, and I think he'd, got, he'd gone to England, and I think he'd left England. He'd, he'd sort of not, obviously not done so well with England, uh, and he'd been sacked. Uh, and I saw him at Yam High Street during the day, about, about one, two in the afternoon. I saw him and I thought, I want to say something to him. And, and, and I was a bit daft, I was a bit daft, you know, I, I thought, should I, shouldn't I? Anyway, I went up and I just looked, Steve, I, and I just said, look, can I just say, I want to thank you for, like, the spell you had at the Borough. I said, you fulfilled all the dreams that I ever had as a kid. I used to watch sports night, uh, and I used to watch, like, Ipswich and Villa uh, midweek on TV in cup games. Um, I said, you, you you give me that with my club. I said, so I want to thank you. And he was very, 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 very nice about it. You know, he wasn't thinking, who's this lunatic who's just sort yeah. of like dragging me to one side in the street? And he just said, oh, thank you very much. And he spent a few minutes just talking about it and and, and different sort of um, different. Um, he gave me a different insight into sort of how we how we managed it, like certain games and the build up. It, it was really 
he was really kind and uh, and I didn't feel so daft after he spent some time with me, so that was good. <laughs> certainly, it's certainly not an embarrassing story, John. If anything, he made <laughs> it, it's not he made our dreams a reality, mate. We've uh, we've suffered plenty of years where we could only dream about some of the <clears throat> some of the nights we had under Steve. Um, Tongue in cheek. Uh, a good thing for the exhibition would have been if you could have bought that season ticket card that someone tried to hire him during one of the yeah, games. That would have been yeah. all right next to some of the yeah. shares. That's not a bad idea, actually. Tell you what, that is, that is not a bad idea. We might have to use that as a prop on the, on the yeah. big day. <laughs> sadly, but, sadly but, that's, one of the th- that's one of the things that people remember and, and all, all the good times that he brought really should be outweighing them, them bad times for me. Yeah, well, that, that, was, that, that was Aston Villa at home, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, we got spanked that game. But uh, John, when I said it was embarrassing, I was 40-odd-year-old at the time, and um, so it was embarrassing for you, wasn't it? It wasn't as if I was a teenage lad. (laughs) Not at all. Sorry, I'm going to bring some youthful exuberance. Jacob, what's your memories of Steve McLaren? Obviously, it was a bit before your time, if you're supporting the Borough massively as you do now. What's your opinions on Steve McLaren? Um, well, I know he was known as the Wally with a brolly when he was um, the <laughs> manager or something. Um, <laughs> and I've, um, I remember there obviously the the second leg when we um, the, the home leg where we brought it back to get to the final. I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, obviously, I've saw those highlights, and you wouldn't you wouldn't see a Borough team score that many goals that quickly now, would you? I mean, that was like. I was unheard of, really. So, looks like you got the better moment than I've had so far, anyway. Oh, I'm glad you're learning something. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That just makes it next makes us feel a bit more old than we already are. But um, no, he, he brought he brought some unbelievable memories. Oh. Uh, like, like obviously, like you said, Mike, he, he took us to places that you know we've never ever seen Borough beat and. We, like, we, never, we may never see them out there ever again, but, you know, from the 7,000 in Rome to, tra- you know, travelling to Bucharest to face European champions of 1990, what, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just an unbelievable time that you can say, I, I saw all that. And hey, I'm just going through the Sevilla team from the UEFA Cup final and the names they've got in there, Dani Alves, Adriano, Luis Fabiano, Canute, Unbelievable t- players against a small town, as we were a small town in Europe, and and to relive all that, I say it's going to be absolutely amazing on Saturday. Yeah, you will. You say everyone's got a memory of it. I mean, you lads must have went to all the games the same as me. It was like getting on a plane every other week just to go and watch the Borough in a foreign country. Unbelievable um, memories from the fa- from the fountain overflowing in Vill- Villarreal to. To, uh, out in Rome to Bucharest I mean unbelievable times um, even the final in Eindhoven I mean I remember going to the Spanish square all the all the Seville fans were partying but the Borough square everyone was just laid out to sleep because the, uh, the matches on at 9 o'clock at night which was a big mistake for Borough fans because I started drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think it helped our cause that day I mean, to be fair though the weather was absolutely boiling that day though, wasn't it so it was roasting it was, um, it was it, it's 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 just mental that we can talk about our team in those contexts and say to know to know that we especially the younger listeners that do listen, obviously that you know, same era as, as Jacob's in, you know, that's that's what our club was and that's you know, that's the, that's the thing that we went through and 
to have them sort of memories being relived on Saturday is going to be quite emotional because it was a big, big part of our, our history, a big, massive success. You know, a little, little, little steel town in in England, in the north of England, doing most unbelievable things. You know, and, and like you said, Mark, we're off air about the teams that are left in the competition. If they were in the competition at that at that point, would you beat all them? And that's well, mad to say. We'd have lifted the cup. I mean, when I get chatting to people now, um, foreign countries or people, but people from different areas, I'm proud to talk about the UEFA Cup from Middlesbrough and explain just, we're such a small team and and we got to a final of the European competition. I just wish we could have won that. And imagine the bragging rights we'd have had if we'd have lifted that cup. Forget that. Imagine going to Monaco to play Barcelona. That was exactly, I know. We'd have, we'd have, we'd have, that'd have been next, wouldn't it, in the Super Cup? If only, yeah, if only. I know. It, 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 I mean, I, I, I say this is no disrespect to, to the area or our fans or anything like that. It'd be the most, it would be one of those games where we just stuck out like a sore thumb walking through the streets of, of Monte Carlo to go to that game. It'd be, it's because obviously Monaco is, you know, home of the millionaires, you know, lavish lifestyle. You know, it, it makes Yarm look like Grangetown. You know, it's, you know, that, that's, it'd been amazing just to have, you know, whatever fans over there. And yeah, it could have really took us off and and put us onto a completely new dimension if we won that final. But, um, no, it seems to go the other way after that. And we, um, and we dropped off after that final. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. It did. Go on, JD. I was just going to say, you're right, Steve. We would have stuck out uh, like a sore thumb walking down um, Monaco High Street with a bag of cans looking for somewhere <laughs> to drink. That's Monaco High Street, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't... Yeah, OK, then, yeah. Um, but, Mark, can I ask, I mean, obviously you've got a lot of uh, items from from the era. Are they all personal possessions? Or, uh, well... Uh, between years, or, or or have you got s- s- some people loan your stuff just for that, just for the day? No, for this run, it's all me and Jamie's um, uh, shirts from the Boris Shirt Museum. So we've just got these. We've got some off some ex players. We've got them through collectors. We've got lucky and got th- through eBay and some auctions. But like I say, that they're all our shirts and all our memorabilia, which we've built up over the years. Fantastic. There- what about? What about the cups then? Replica cups, how did you manage to sort of uh, source well, that? There's a story behind that, but uh, I won't I won't talk about this on air. So <laughs> if you want to come and chat to us about that on Saturday, we'll quite gladly tell you how we got how we, how we got these cups. Not the real ones, put it that way. Is, is the, the, uh, was a dog called Pickles involved? <laughs> no, no dog involved with this one, no. <laughs> it was, it was just, is there... Seville shirt and the Bolton shirt. You said match one shirt, didn't you? From the day, who were they match one? Who were they worn by? Well, the uh, the Bolton one, I can't remember. I don't know. It's Jamie's that one. I don't know who the player is. Um, Seville one. They're so they're so hard to find. And even the Middlesbrough ones. Because can you remember the middle Middlesbrough had this um, embroidery on Saint Eindhoven, 2006 final. Seville had uh, some embroidery on theirs as well. So getting a match one is almost impossible. So it's like. Uh, it's a mock-up match one. This one, it's it's, right. a, it's a Danny Elvis. I can't remember. It might be an Elvis shirt, but um, it's it's almost match spec, but it's just it's not the the real one. You are the game. It's funny how you have mentioned Danny Elvis a few times there. Stuart 
down it. Mentioned a story once about that UEFA Cup final. And apparently, he reckons before the game that Steve McLaren had said to him that their weak spot was, was the right back, who in turn turned out to be Danny Alves, who went on to be one of the most decorated footballers in history. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Yeah. Madness. It's, it's just mental. Well, and the, you know, the, the players that we played that night, it's just oh. ridiculous. But um, go on, Matt, give us one more shout. What time, what time is it on from until when? And um, yeah, just I'll give, so, I'll give it to you. Build it yeah. up. So come on, get yourselves down. It's, it'll open around half 11, 12 o'clock. We're going to be prepared this time because me and Jamie aren't very good at preparation. But we've got the whole, whole day on Friday to prepare because we're getting all, we're getting a 360 video done of this. So it'll all be prepared. Get yourself down from half 11 onwards and it'll be open to just before when you drink your last pint and go to the match. Base camp's brilliant. It's got um, pizza by the slice. You've got um, some nice guest ales there and some nice lagers there. Um, and like you say, there'll be music on. There'll be the videos of the Carlin Cup run and the UEFA run. And there'll all be the nostalgia of um, of all the old shirts. And there'll be photo opportunities as well to get the get a photo with a nice mop-up cup. But also, can I just, just have a big shout-out to uh, the charity which we support, which is the Russ Devereaux Highlight Project. And it's, a, it's a suicide awareness charity, and it also provides one-to-one counselling with... Uh, to children who are affected by suicide and also want one counselling for adults. Um, we, we did a collection for that last time. We made about three or 400 quid. So again, we, we want to um, have a collection for these guys again. And it's just Rust Devereaux Highlight Project. They, they pay for counselling. Counselling isn't cheap. So it, it's a good, really, really good charity. Yeah, excellent. Good shout. I mean, yeah, it's an issue that, uh, you know... Uh, it's a close to, to a lot of people, sadly. Um, so, yeah, well done. Can I just ask you, Mark, just before we, we sort of close it, what, um, how many away European games did you get to and what would you class as your best trip? How many away did I do? I did Villarreal, Roma, Lisbon, Bucharest. Um, Roma's fantastic because we won. I like Villarreal, you know. I, I love Villarreal. I know we got beat, but I thought it was a fantastic place. And it, the crack was brilliant around that square before the game. So even though we got beat and it was only it was in the first season, I'd say Villarreal was my favorite favorite um, European game. Yeah, yeah, Villarreal was superb. Yeah, like we were stuck in that corner, weren't we? Um, yeah, yeah, it, it just it just shows you, you know. I mean, where Villarreal are now, you know, um, uh, and, and what they've achieved. Um, like you said. That could have been something that we could have like carried on, but uh, sadly it wasn't to be. Wasn't to be, but we're there to uh, yeah, exactly to yeah. tell, tell the stories, aren't we? It happened. Well, that's it. I mean, even, even back then, a year on from us playing them in the UEFA Cup, they went on to the semi-finals of the Champions League. Obviously, with the players they had. So, I mean, Juan Riquelme, what watching Juan Riquelme against against Hammersfield was ridiculous because he was an absolutely. He was a special player, Riquelme, he really was. And um, as a, you, can go, you can go along all the, the teams that we played and the players we went up against. I mean, even if you go back to Rome, Totti, De Rossi, um, Mancini, you know, unbelievable players that they all had. And yeah, watching them play against the likes of, you know, Chris Riggett and Gareth Southgate and players like that was just scary. Was. Yeah. Special time, special oh, time, and uh, yeah. and 
and and I know that I, I, I'm certain you'll get uh, you'll get massive massive crowds on Saturday to see all this because, uh, like you say, it, it was what 20, 20 years ago, uh, just over twenty years ago that um, McLaren started his reign at the Borough. But uh, but what a time we had! Yeah, it was twenty twenty yeah, years ago this season. So you see. It was 20 years ago this season, wasn't it, that he started his, um, his reign? Yeah. yeah, and I think this did, and that, and that McLaren era res- resonates with all Borough fans. We've done that exhibition on the 70s stuff. Maybe it's only for certain area people, 80s stuff, certain area, because the, the young lads weren't, weren't in touch with them type of players. But I certainly think the uh, McLaren era and then the Cup winning the European win, everyone knows about that and ev- everyone was there to experience it, or most. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if... if um, when you go in the game on Saturday, because I know there'll be a big there'll be a big crowd on Saturday. Obviously, last home game of the season. Go and have a couple of pints in base camp. Go see the um, exhibition. Go and say hi to Mark. Go say hi to Jamie and the lads. Go go and relive some great memories and bring that positivity back to the side on Saturday because we we bloody well need it. Um, and just before we finish, um, I'm gonna go along these all again. Uh, be prepared. Um, yes. <laughs> score prediction for Saturday, and the, actually, I'll, I'll stick with score prediction for Saturday. Um, I won't say will we make the play because I, I don't know either. JD, I'll start with you. Score prediction for Saturday in your posh seats. Yeah, um, I think we'll win two 0 uh, and I, I, I can just can I just reiterate uh, that I hope you all. Go down to base camp and uh, enjoy um, the exhibition that Mark spent so much time in organising, putting together, and leave some money for the Ross Devereaux Fund, if you don't mind. Uh, Two nil, brother. John, I'm going to go for a navy one nil win. Why? Why? Because it's borough. It's going to be navy. <laughs> we don't do anything easily, mate. We know that. I'll go nah, for a navy one nil. I, I, I want to do it easy though this time. I want to go into the press industry and yeah, we might actually do this. So yeah, okay. One nil, I'll do. Um Jacob. One nil. <laughs> yeah. Short, sweet, to the point. Thank you. Mark. It's win, win, win. We're gonna win two nil and we're gonna make the playoffs. I know it. <laughs> it's just it's gonna happen. That's your positive. Look, if you don't have positive, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And uh, I think I think two 0 Um it'd be tough. I think Stoke will bring a fair few. Um because of the scheme they do with their away fans. Um and yeah, I think they'll take us into the final game, obviously, which we'll uh, we'll all have a chat about next week and um we'll do a proper final day preview on will we or won't we if we're still in it. I have to say that. I just put a disclaimer on it. Um but apart from that, that's it. We're done. Um so thank you so much for um, all popping on. Um, Mark, thank you very much. Good uh, good luck on Saturday. Um, we're all going to come down, apart from JD, because he's a snob, he's in the hospitality. Um, but um, we're, all <laughs> we're all looking forward to it and say good luck with it and uh, hope everything goes well for you, mate. Um, yeah, you stay nice one. Enjoy the prawn sandwiches there, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll save some for, uh, for my supper. Lovely, <laughs> And um, yeah, thank you very much, everyone. For listening, subscribing, commenting, um, shows as much as yours as it is ours. Um, 
I'll I'll talk a little bit next week about what we're going to do through the summer um, and what we're going to do about our season uh, review as well. So I want to try and get as many fans involved as possible because um, without your opinion, uh, it's just a few lads talking absolute shit, really. So, you know, we appreciate you so much. And, um, yeah, keep listening, keep liking, and uh, get the Riverside Wednesday and Saturday. Um, please. Bury needs us now more than ever. So, up the borough. Hopefully we're still in it by this time next week. Arrivederci. Up the borough. Up the borough. Up the borough.